So apparently we got to get on TikTok. Do you have any plans? Do you have any TikTok plans? I know nothing about TikTok. I know a thing or two. I am 25. It's all about the fit checks. But by all accounts, when it comes to TikTok, I am 52. Do you know what a fit check is? Like outfit? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you got to do on TikTok. We need a song to go viral that people can do fit checks to. Okay. I thought you meant our fit checks. I was going to say we dress exactly the same every single day. So We could do fit checks. It'd be funny, right? People probably find that funny if we were just wearing the same thing every single day. We, But perhaps they'd think it was the same video being posted every So we'd have to find a way to convey that time has passed. We'll do it in different locations. I think it, it was. Look like it was different. T- like we went to lots of places in a single day. Yeah. Um, like or a newspaper. We could just do that one day. <laughs> And have content for weeks. Back catalog. I think it was Harry Potter. What's his name? Daniel Radcliffe. Sure. Yes. Did a thing where every day for like six months, he just wore the same outfit. So anytime a paparazzi got pictures of him, they couldn't use it because you couldn't tell what day it was from. Interesting. Yeah. Thought that was pretty cool. Cool yeah. guy. Seems like. I do that like day to day, but I don't. Have paparazzo. Nope. Nope. That reminds me of this video that uh, Delaney sent me. It was like the like epic, my epic morning routine. And it was pretty cringy. And uh, so it was just TikTok? It was, it was like a six minute YouTube video where this guy was like, I wake up 8 a.m. next to my beautiful wife and I, you know, go outside and meditate for 10 minutes and then I take a shower and I do like a little bit of journaling and I read a little bit and then like, you know, I go work on like, you know, my little YouTube videos or whatever, and then I go exercise because exercise is a big priority for me and whatnot, and then me and my brother get into the studio and we work on some music, you know, and, you know, then I go home and, like, I go to bed with my... my two things. One, that's not your morning routine. That's your whole day. <laughs> two, that's my whole day because I'm unemployed, except nobody gives a shit who I am and none of it makes me any money. <laughs> so, oh. there's a little anecdote for you. You got one? No. My TikTok thing was going to be the anecdote, but... Do you have any more TikTok juice? No, I don't know. I know nothing about TikTok. I'd like to find good TikTok content. Yeah, I just I don't know how you go about that. Yeah, I don't know who to, who would be my resident TikTok. A child, probably. I don't know many. That's not true. I have ten siblings. Maybe over the holiday weekend, that's what I'll do. I'll make my siblings show me TikTok. Okay. I will say there's a sense of humor that's on TikTok that I don't find funny, though. Like kid stuff? No, I don't know how to describe it other than, like, the brand of humor that TikTok has. Yeah. Doesn't land often. Well, if we're trying to get on TikTok, we should cut this conversation out because we're kind of just shitting on TikTok. But I agree. Like, all the, like, the computer woman voice stuff. No, I like that. Oh no! I I'll show you one I that my sister true. did. It has one hundred fifty thousand views on TikTok. I know. Oh, I know it gets a lot of views, but it's hilarious. As a TikTok kid, say, yeah. I think that shit's cringe. No, it's not cringe. I think it's pretty cringe. Yeah, the the the, the bit is like, uh, it's like she's like she buys like a um, like a like a like a dress kit to make a dress from Michaels, and it's just like my thoughts while building my dress, and they're all happening over each other. So it's just this like computer voice going and it's very funny it okay. deserves all 150,000 views I'm still I'm still not sold I'll show you afterwards okay
Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Kremlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. You got anything? Well, I just watched this movie called uh, Vertigo. Yeah. Yeah, I think it came out in 1957. Check, okay. check me. I think it's 58. Check me. Check us. Fine, I'll check. Okay, fine. I was getting my phone. But nah, it's all good. Now, uh, fill the gap. You ever, you ever heard about this joint? Oh, I've been here about Vertigo all the time. People talking. I, I went to. I, I walked by this park the other day, and the kids were talking. Vertigo, this. Vertigo, that. Did wow. You see on TikTok. Oh, Vertigo. 1958. Oh, nice. I was right. And they were like, "Oh, that movie Vertigo, 1958." That's how I knew. You know why they're talking about it, right? Because kids love Vertigo. Because there's that video game coming out. Yeah. Everybody's I mean, yeah. buzzing about it. Oh, this is news to me. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's buzzing about it. It's just like a video game based on Vertigo. Like you play as... Called Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. You play as James Stewart. Wouldn't that be sick? I don't know. Would it? I think it would. Imagine, I'm imagining something with, you know, kind of L.A. noir kind of vibes a little bit. You're driving around. You're like a P.I. Trying to find out if someone's a ghost or not. Yeah. Yeah. But that's um, not what the game is like at all. No. Yeah, you... I didn't watch the trailer. I don't know what it's like. Yeah, I watched the trailer. I have no idea what it's like still. Okay. It comes out in like a week, I think. Are you going to buy it? No. Okay. Looks bad. <laughs> oh. Is this a bit? Yeah, shut up. Mail time. Oh, Christ. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Hey, isn't that mail time song just the flight of the Concord theme song? Yeah, it was on the spot. Give me a break. <laughs> All right. This one says vertigo, but it's in a nice uh, horizontal diagonal type. That couldn't have been easy. You just tw- I, from what I hear, you just twist the thing while typing. Twist the thing while typing, you say. That's what I hear. Word it on the street. Out. Those kids at the playground were. That turned out pretty good. Oh, you want to? Hear, I was walking by. And they're like, "Hey, man, you know any typewriter tricks?" Yeah. And I went, "No." And I went, "Man, you old." That's my kid impression. That's yeah. what kids sound like to me. Could be a good TikTok video, maybe. I doubt it. It's kind of like, uh, you think us sitting on the floor all like zen out is affected the vibe of the podcast? Oh, absolutely. I'm so sleepy right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. What's the greatest movie ever made? All right, hold on. We're gonna go, let's go get chairs. We're too sleepy. <laughs> okay, how do you feel now? You feel energized? I feel fine. Um. Okay. What's the greatest movie ever made? That was a good visual bit for our podcast. Uh, Vertigo. Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Okay, yeah. I was going to say Back to the Future, but sure, we can talk about Vertigo. Uh, loosely based on the video game from Microids and Pendulo Studios. Hmm. Can't believe I made it through both of those odd words without <laughs> making a mistake. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo is a weird, weird movie starring James Stewart and Kim Novak. Uh, Vertigo is about former police detective John Ferguson suffering a traumatic accident that leaves him with Vertigo. 
what a great opening that is but we'll talk about that later that's me interjecting the the letter does not reference uh, how great that opening is it's pretty good i enjoy it anyways uh leaves him with vertigo just like the title uh after retiring he's tasked with following the wife of an old friend uh madeline elster said that right right did i say that right i believe so yeah uh because he thinks she's possessed by a ghost he did not whoever this is did not spell possessed right no i'm sure they tried their best <laughs> it looks like posse <laughs> <laughs> She's hanging out with a bunch of ghosts, so I'm concerned, detective. (laughs) Then, because it's a movie from the 1950s, Ferguson and Madeline fall in love. She's like maybe 20. He's probably 60. I hate it. And also, she most likely is a ghost. Um, Yeah, speaking of, there's an interesting thing in Rear Window where James Stewart is very old and they call him a young man. But also, I looked it up and he's 45. And you know what? I'm going to give it to him. 45. That's still young enough, in my opinion. I'm not saying that's really a young... At that point, you're probably, like, full adult. I'm I'm saying, like, between, like, 30 and 50, that's when you're actually an adult. And then 50-plus, you're kind of pushing it. You're not exactly old yet, but you're not a young man anymore, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're for sure not a young man. I get that, but... I would say into your 30s, you're probably still a young man. After 40, you're adult. I don't think James Stewart could be called a young man. I was going to say, yeah, no universe is 45, a young man. Yeah. Uh, It is man. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, in this, he's also definitely um old not a young man vertigo ends with a twist on a twist on a twist and then just ends that's pretty good it is pretty great is what it says uh yeah that's a fun thing about some films from the past uh a tradition that i don't feel like is held up too often anymore just the fucking movie is just like bah there's the ending there's like no resolution it's just like that's how it ends i don't think so much as it is a tradition i think what it is Mm -hmm. is jaws came out Mm -hmm. everyone went oh that's how you end a movie. How does Jaws end? Well, like a movie should end. Like there's mm-hmm. a resolution, things wrap mm-hmm. up. Like I, like, I'm gonna spoil something for you. Yeah, I don't like that movie. Jaws. Yeah, I haven't I seen it. Like a year ago with Alicia, and I was like, I don't like it that much. I haven't seen it in a very long time. It's okay. I just feel like it takes way too long to get on the boat. Yeah. And then also the boat. I don't know. I was just kind of unimpressed. It didn't really. I remember being a kid and being fucking scared. Yeah, when that head pops out. Ooh. And I wasn't really expecting the movie to scare me. I know it's not. I'm an adult. Movies don't usually scare me. But yeah, it just didn't do it for me the way that I thought it would. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to know. see it again. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, we can talk about it some if we ever do see it. But for the time being, it's also just a little goofy, like... This whole thing about like how like there's a killer shark out there, but the mayor's like, nah, we gotta make this money. See, I don't know. He's got that cool suit with anchors all over it. What's goofy about that? The mayor. Yeah. Mm. And then for some reason, there's like a resident fish expert in town who's like, I don't know, mayor. It sounds like perhaps you could be dealing with a, you know, megalodon or whatever. That's like a fucking dinosaur or whatever. But you know. And he's got glasses, and he takes, like, a liking to the main man. And then there's a the weird captain guy who's, like, a Han Solo, but old, who's like, we could take my ship if you want, Chiefy. Black eyes, like yeah. a doll's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And then Quint. they go out, and it's like the lighthouse for a second, because they're just hanging out, playing cards and drinking. And then the shark attacks. The shark fucks up the boat. And then they come home. Do they come home? Or they just kind of float and then it 
Ends on the floor. Yeah. I don't remember. Mm. Um, someone who works at a skate shop. Yeah. You know what skate companies love, surprisingly? Jaws? Quint from Jaws. Jaws. Yeah? The Han Solo guy, yeah. We got a bunch of skateboards from my memory. With Let me clarify it. that I don't think it's a bad movie. Yeah. It just didn't do it for me the way that like I thought it probably would. Anyways, Back to the Future is very good. 7 out of 10. Vertigo, not Back to the Future. Back to the Future, that's a 10 out of 10. I feel like that joke might have landed better if we hadn't talked about Jaws for six minutes in between those last two lines. But hey, good on you. Delayed you, gratification. Good on you, whoever wrote that. Yeah. It was a good joke. I yeah. appreciate it. And you. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chris, what's your history with Vertigo? I just recently read somewhere, can't remember where, that it's been kind of usurping um, Citizen Kane's position as like, hands down undeniably the best movie ever made as of late and people have been slotting vertigo in to replace that as of late um kind of a batshit take in my opinion i don't think this is a bad movie yeah but for people to be considering this the best movie ever made is just not uh, an accolade that i would give that's not like something that i would attribute to it you know yeah you were saying it's not even your favorite hitchcock movie no but I also respect it. Yeah. Because it's weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a weird little, it's a, this movie a little freak. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Ugh. And uh, in general, I would say my feelings towards Vertigo are positive. Yeah. Yes. But this movie. Boy, is it weird. Very weird. Uh, I'm going to take the, the wheel for a second. This is one of the longest movies I feel like I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's only like two, two hours. Two hours. It yeah. definitely feels like four. It's a very long movie in terms of how it feels. And I don't know entirely what to say about it without first describing it a bit. Here's the breakdown of what I digested. Here's me re-digesting what I already digested. Regurgitating it for you to maybe throw it up all over my ears. Yeah. Here you go. Okay. Yes. As the letter says, uh, James Stewart is uh, a detective. There's a cool, cold opening where he is still a detective. They're like running on the roof chops, you know, chasing like a, you know, a criminal. You said roof chops. Rooftop and uh, chasing a criminal. And then like they try to shoot him. Good gun noises. Oh, yeah. I, I, not, nothing drives me crazier than the fact that movies from like before 1999, every time someone shoots, a gun goes. It's the exact same sound, but yeah. this one, they got some good gun sounds. And then, like, uh, there's, like, a this silly-looking, like, police officer who's with James Stewart. He's wearing, like, the, you know, like, turtleneck overcoat with, like, all the gold buttons and, like, a policeman's cap. And he, like, tries to make a jump. And, like, every fail video that I've ever seen of someone trying to do parkour between two skyscrapers, he falls. Oh, no, I think, doesn't he, like, kind of catch him J- or something? No, yeah. James Stewart falls. Yeah. And then he goes to get James Stewart. Oh, yeah. And he falls trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And then he splatters or whatever. And then hard cut to James Stewart in a studio apartment with an artist being like, yep, uh, now I got vertigo. And you I, get some exposition there. Yeah. With uh, that being like an old flame of his, yada, 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 whatever. There's too much detail. Not just an old flame. She's his ex-fiance. That is true. Wild. Insane. Yeah. So anyways, this is too much detail. Anyways, long story short, an old friend comes around and he's like, hey, I think my wife may be possessed. 
can you detective her? And he says, I'm retired. Get a real detective. And he basically says, do you understand what I just asked you? A real detective will not investigate this. I need you to do this because you're my friend. And he says, you know what? Fuck it. I'm retired. Uh, I got nothing better to do. I'll go do it. And you know what? At the end of the day, Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs> so -na 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 -na. I'm going to go get yeah. this ghost. So he goes and uh, slowly over the course of like what feels like the next two hours of the film. So slow. Although it is not. He is piecing together this thing slash falling in love with the wife. But the thing that he's piecing together is like, oh, she has this grandma named Eleanor. Sure. Eleanor. McDougal. She's Mexican. Claretta. McDougal. Yeah. No, McDougal's. Okay. Anyways. And uh, she was sad and she killed herself. 26. 26. And something about her kids and dying and the husband being taken away or something. Whatever. Then she's got this hotel that she goes to. Uh, that she used to live there and the wife like goes there and like the builds this whole weaved web of like oh shit she's like visiting Coletta's like you know uh, grave and like going to where she used to live and she's like looking at this picture of Coletta at the museum and stuff she's got the same hair same yeah. jewelry and the whole time like James Stewart well not the whole time there's a point where she like jumps into the ocean and he saves okay. her and then that's all kinds of weird. Let's talk about that real quick. He just takes all of her clothes off and puts her naked into his bed. And Yeah. Do you want to do that right now? Want to talk about that bit right now? <sighs> I just, I guess I can condemn it outright. It's wild. There are a few scenes in this movie where it's like, hey, if this movie was from her point of view, yeah. he would be the scariest man I've ever seen in yeah. a movie. She wakes oh, up wait. naked in his bed yeah. and he opens the door and he goes, yeah. how you doing? And but she's like, what's going on? He's like, We'll talk out here. And it's like, what the fuck, mm -hmm. man? But with hindsight, it does make sense because she's rusing him. He's being rused. Yeah. She's supposed to be seducing him. Yeah, but, but at first he, of a glance, you're definitely like, this is a crime, what he has done. Yeah, okay, she's trying to seduce him, but yeah. he doesn't He does that. a crime, basically. Yeah. Um, there's a point where she runs out. And again, without the knowledge that he's being rused, I was like, yeah, absolutely. That's what you do. When he goes to take a phone call, you run out of that apartment. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that was weird. It's a very weird scene. I, that's an understatement. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyways, from that point forward, he basically is like, hey, you're possessed by a ghost. And she's like, yeah, I'm possessed by this ghost. I got to kill myself. And she, he's like, but I love you. You don't, you shouldn't do this. And she's like, I love you too, but ah, I got to do it. And they do that for a long time where they're just like in love and then kind of touching on the ghost thing. And it's weird. Yeah. A lot of smooching. Yeah, they kiss She'll a go, lot. No, I'm a ghost. Yes. I'm a ghost. And he goes, stop it. And he yeah. very aggressively kisses her on the mouth. Mm. To s s he does the equivalent of a smack across the face, but with a kiss. Yeah. It's very strange. Oh, can I, I just also want to say this. I think I might have said it when we briefly discussed Rear Window. But James Stewart just reminds me so much of David, David Lynch. Then she's like, yeah, I'm pulling the trigger just randomly. They're like at a church kissing by the fucking buggies or whatever. Yeah. And she beelines for the, the tower, the big bell tower, mm. and he's chasing her. But he's looking down and he's getting vertigo and she's going up and he's getting vertigo and she's yada, yada, yada. Then she plummets to her death, right? Mm -hmm. And then we come to, I thought the movie was just going to end here, which is James Stewart is in like a sanitarium and this doctor is talking to his ex-fiance just like, yes, and then he went absolutely certifiably insane. I reckon it could take six months to a year for him to be even remotely normal again. Yeah. 
Hard the, cut to then Midge goes, Well, I guess I'm out of this movie. And she's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> then hard cut to he's out and about and he sees a woman who, in my opinion, not gonna lie to you, I don't know if I'm just a dumb shit, but looks nothing she like her. Nothing like her. Yeah, yeah. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. But he's absolutely obsessed with the idea that the woman that he sees looks just like his dead affair woman that he was private eyeing. Mm-hmm. And he's in love. Now, I'll... And also, another creepy thing of him, he gets way, he gets way worse in a minute, but yeah. just the idea that he tells this lady, hey, you remind me of my old my uh-huh. old girlfriend. Got to dinner with me. And she's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that she says, okay, when we yeah, figure when out, we we'll figure the out. ruse. But just that being your pickup line, hey, you remind me of someone I used to like. Yeah. Let's... So from that point, he leaves after she agrees to... Um, meet her later for dinner or whatever and then boom here comes the twist she opens up her closet she is the wife she's the wife blah, blah, blah. then she's... here comes the other twist because you're thinking like what the fuck what's going on here and then they explain they're like okay all right husband wanted to kill wife so he staged this crazy elaborate way of making the world believe that she'd killed herself by tricking a cop who has vertigo because he knew for a fact that Vertigo would prevent him from running up the clock tower into tailing his wife and believing that his wife is psychologically deranged to the point of potentially being like possessed and wanting to kill herself just like her grandmother had done. And so then when she runs up the clock tower and he fails to do so after her because he's got Vertigo, it hard cuts to like she's up there with the husband and the wife and the wife's already dead, but he throws the wife out of the clock tower and then they presumably hide in the coroner well enough that when people go up there to investigate they don't see him and they can sneak off and yeah so the woman that he james stewart is now in love with because she looks so much like the affair woman that he was in love with is actually the woman that was being paid to be the wife to trick to ruse james ferguson yeah and she's gotten some hush money and a makeover or gone back to the way she just looked in general one problem I have with that is just that I get that LA is a very populated city, but I feel like also maybe she, well, it's been over a year. She's been fine. I don't know. I just feel like maybe you'd fuck off a little bit. Oh, I'd move. Absolutely. Yeah. Go to San Diego, something like that. But anyways, that's not important. That's neither here nor there. Um, And then she's like, okay, I got to go. Then she's like, no, I really love him. I'm going to keep dating him. And then things get really weird. Yeah. He brings her to a clothing store. A large portion of this movie is dedicated, yeah, to her, him slowly, piece by piece, forcing her to get a clothing makeover, a makeup mayo makeover, a haircut makeover, a hair dye makeover to look more and more like what he thinks is the his wife. best friend's wife that he fell in love with that is dead. Mm-hmm. And then eventually one night they're going out and she puts on a necklace that belonged to Eleanor McDougal's. Specifically, yeah, Claret Shoehorn McDaniels. Yep, from the painting, which is where they get that. And he's like, you figured it out. I can tell you. That's uh, something that the husband explains that, like, his wife's mom gave to her without telling her who her grandma was, he says. He clarifies that she did not, that that, that his wife has no idea who his wife, his grandma, her grandma is. Now, if that's bullshit or not, the movie never explains. Is... So is the woman in the painting actually her grandmother? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a painting of her. Very lucky on that guy. Yeah. Anyways, um, so then she, like, manhandles her a bit. Oh, and no, not manhandles her just yet. Takes her to the church. Then manhandles her all the way up to the top, just like, how could you do this to me, yeah, bitch? And then the craziest thing, perhaps, in my opinion, happens. A nun kind of emerges from the darkness, but she's so dark that she scared me. And she scares... Uh, I heard screaming. Yeah, she scares the 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 woman that James Stewart is in love with so much that she falls out of the clock tower or bell tower for real. And then the movie's over. Yeah, he looks over the bell tower and then it goes Paramount Pictures. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Um. So perhaps that encapsulates, in a sense, how I feel about this film. Yeah, I think that puts a bow on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Would you like to tag on to that? <laughs> It's just weird. I mean, I don't know what to say other than that. That's objectively weird. It's weird. What's a really weird experience is the first, like, three quarters of the film where you think, she ghost? Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. All right. I guess she a ghost. And then and then she's writing that letter being like, I'm so sorry. I tricked you. And you're like, okay, she faked her death. And she's like, but I was never the wife all along. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. You twisted me twice within 60 seconds. Yeah. Um. And yeah, this movie is weird. Weird. I really like it, though. I do like it. Um, yeah, it's just one of those cliche things to say, but I have never seen a movie like this before. Never seen a movie like this. Um, love the Vertigo Zoom. Oh, yeah. You know, and then we forgot about that moment. I forgot about this. I totally forgot when we were doing our rundown synopsis. There's that moment where he has a nightmare, and you think the twist is that he's now possessed, and he's, because he's having the same dreams that, like, yeah. she described of, like, her, her own grave and her grandmother and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, fuck. Now she's going to make him kill himself. Yeah, that dream like, that's sequence. how deeply they go into the she's possessed thing is that, like, part of his psychosis is that, like, you're like, fuck, is he possessed now? Yeah, that dream sequence is one of the hardest things I've ever seen. It is so good. Like, I think I said out loud while we were watching it, I was like, how is this so good? Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, it's, uh, it just, James I, Stewart's disembodied head on top of like a hypnosis yeah. thing, I think. And there's all these colors, greens and reds, and his hair's like flapping in the wind. And, and there's the, the silhouette of him falling off the thing. And, yeah. Oh, it, I think I said it out loud. I was like, yeah, I, I just said that. Um, it's the hardest thing you've ever seen. It's the hardest thing I've ever seen. It goes yeah. so hard. You know what else goes really hard? I'll have to show you one day, or maybe we can just watch the movie, and then you can be like, wow, this goes so hard. In like 1946-ish, Alfred Hitchcock made a movie. And there's a point where this guy's like describing like a dream that he had the night before. And it's straight up directed or whatever, like he handed over the reins. It's like Salvador Dali collaborated with Oh him yeah, yeah, I think I've heard about this. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to see that. It's super cool. It it's the hardest thing I've ever seen. Um one thing about this movie I'm still hung up on that I don't get. She goes to the hotel, he sees her in the window, he chases in, he says to the one with the counter, Is there an Eleanor McDougal's here? She goes, yes, Eleanor McDougal's has been living here for weeks. And he goes, I'd like to go see her. And she goes, oh, she's not here. He goes, I just saw her come in. She goes, hmm, this is her key right here. She couldn't have. Well, go up. And they go up and she's gone. He looks out the window and her car's gone. I don't have that for you. I don't have that information. If that's not ghosts, then what is? Yeah. That part was wild. Yeah. You know where I'd like to go with in my lifetime? The La Brea Tar Pits. Just a question for you. Huh. Why? Would I like to go to the La Brea Tar Pits? Yeah, why? You don't want to go to the Tar Pits? It's just a Tar Pit, bud. I can show you Tar It's got like all the dinosaurs in it and shit like that. And like mammoths and whatnot. Yeah, but you're not going in there. No, I'm not going into the Tar Pits. No, I just want to go to the Tar Pits. See them. 
they look like tar pits. <laughs> I think they have some like comical like. Don't they have like jokey like mammoths and stuff that are that are like in it? Like they've made out of like paper mache or whatever, like big ones. It's just a you know kitschy like fifties forties tourism thing. Yeah, I'll bring it's you cool. one of these days. I'll There's bring a tar pit here in Michigan. I'll bring you maybe. I'll find one. I'll bring you to a tar pit and then we can go to a a, a putt putt golf course. Hear me this. I say there is no tar pit in Michigan. We'll, we'll find out though. My phone's too far away to search it. Um. I'm encumbered by all these wires. You're like Madam Web. I am. I'm like one of those dinosaurs in the tar pits. Yes, encased in time. Anyways, uh, what would I give Vertigo? I'm going to give Vertigo... I would like to give Vertigo a just tasty, delicious B+. I'd give it a, a good... I'd give it a B+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We gotta start disagreeing sometimes. That'll make for interesting podcast. I'm gonna give Vertigo a D. Fuck you. Whoa. <laughs> Put it on the list. Vertigo it gets a D plus from Nick Johnson, Alfred Hitchcock, more like Alfred Hackcock. These are my hot, hot, hot takes. So we disagree. So, anyways, yeah, B plus, B plus, D plus, D plus. It's a D plus. Okay. This podcast has to be interesting sometimes. Yeah. Well, it was pretty interesting that I think your Halloween Kills is in the B range or something, right? Isn't it? Yeah. It's funny. Better than Vertigo, he says. Perhaps the best movie ever made. Vertigo is nothing compared to Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. There we go. Yeah, get hotter. Hot takes. That's what's going to get us on the TikTok nice and famous. Is you having hot takes. I've seen Citizen Kane four times. Fallen asleep every single time. Fuck that movie. (laughs) I saw Avatar once and I fell asleep during it. I'd never seen Avatar. It's a waste of time. Unless you really want to fall if you're having a hard time sleeping. <laughs> I'll put that on one TV and Citizen Canada on the other. And I'll See just which one puts like, you to sleep first. I'll sleep like a baby. <laughs> and then we watched uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes, that's what it's called. Because we're ramping up to Spider-Man No Way Home. Which you're very excited for. Yeah. That didn't sound good. Just read the letter. Read the letter. Maybe oh, look, there's a letter right here. Do 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 mail time. Maybe maybe me and that person have something in common, but addressed to no one. You're getting Spidey a phone. far 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 from home. You just got a phone call again. You can take it if you want. Spidey far far far. No, it's just my mom asking me what color shirts I wear. Bro, get me any shirt. I don't give. A I mean, she's. Yeah, she keeps calling me. So. Yeah, and it keeps ringing in my uh, headphones. So what kind of t-shirts you wear? White kind of t-shirts. I know white. call your mother back. Oh, my God. She'll be our first guest. All right, let's see. Hello? Hey. Hi. You're not answering me. I'm doing something. So? Alicia, what size is she? I have not a clue in the whole entire world. I really don't. Oh, you're so bad. I'm not bad. (laughs) Um, Do you think medium? Text her. No, because then here I'm FaceTiming you. You're FaceTiming me? I can text her. Yeah. I don't know if this is gonna help. Okay. Hi. Hi. This. That looks great. You liar. What do you mean, you're lying? I don't lie. What about this? She would love that. Yeah. Yep. Well, they only have large, though. Aw. 
size is she? I mean, this is a large. That's too big. Way too big. Ask her how she feels about Vertigo. Okay. Have you ever seen the movie Vertigo? So she's a medium, right? Have you ever seen the movie? I, that's an assumption. I don't know. I can't answer. <laughs> Here's a medium. Okay, wait. How about this? Have you seen the movie Vertigo? Uh, no. Okay. How about this? Ask her about Spider-Man. <laughs> Can that be... What size is that? Medium. That might be too big, too. So a small? I don't know. Tell, Dan tell Danielle to text Alicia. Okay. Ask her about Spider-Man. Any of them. You ever seen a Spider-Man movie? Yes. Did you like any of them? You don't know. Um, where are you? Did oh, you like? You did you like any of them? Yeah. Um, oh, you've never been to my home. No. What color shirt? This are is you? what my home looks like. No, I know. Oh. You've never been to my house. Hello? I'm doing the podcast. Which Spider-Man's her Technically, favorite? Technically, you're on the podcast right now. Oh, oh, crappy. So can um, I, can I let you go, or do you need more information? We need I need to know what size uh, shirt do you want? Do you wear white ones? We need Large. To, we That's need, white. And we need to know which Spider-Man's her favorite. No, which is your Which is your favorite Spider-Man? Just text me. What's your favorite Spider-Man movie? The first one. Okay. All right. All I right. love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. So, anyways. Spidey far, far, far from home. Give it up for my mother, won't you? Good taste. She has her, her favorite Spider-Man movie. I think it's also our favorite Spider-Man movie, so good <laughs> honor. This is the longest note you've ever handed me. Uh, whoever wrote this has really got something to say. <clears throat> yeah, they must be real passionate about Spider-Man, whoever it could be. Few things in this world are as iconic or recognizable as Spider-Man. Well, he's not quite the original. Yeah, Superman's the original. Yeah. Cool, badass. Yeah. He's complicated and beautifully simplistic, lovable and endlessly tragic. He's a hero that reminds us what it means to be human and what makes us all a hero. Uh, he's not only the perfect superhero, but arguably one of the greatest fictional characters to ever be creative, and boy, am I sick of him. Spider-Man Far From Home is the seventh solo Spider-Man film and the tenth film to feature Spider-Man, but the first to be set somewhere other than New York, except Civil War, that was in Germany, and the Avengers in Space, I guess. I digress. They should have called it Avengers in Space. Oh, I would have seen it twice. I would have seen that movie, yes. Peter Parker, yeah, that's what they should do. Stop putting like three, four, five in it. Like the Fast Furious movies do. Because don't they just do like, they just like take less words. It's like it was the Fast and the Furious, then it was just Fast and Furious. Oh. Now it's just like Fast Furious. Oh no, it's that's my favorite thing about the Fast and Furious movies yeah. is I think they mix them up. It goes like Tokyo Drift and then yeah. Fast and Furious and then mm -hmm. Fast Five, mm -hmm. Fast Six. Yeah. The Fast and the Furious yeah. set. It's wild. That's what they need to be doing with the Avengers. Trick people into the seats. All right, right cool. Peter Parker embarks on a European summer vacation, just like Clark Griswold and his family, uh, with his fellow classmates, where he plans on relaxing, taking in the sights, and telling the girl of his dreams how he really, truly feels about her on top of the Eiffel Tower. Anything other than being Spider-Man, really. Uh, but this flick ain't called Peter Parker Far From Home. It's called Spider-Man, baby. Uh, so, per usual, a bunch of big monsters show up in Italy, and Spidey must help a new superhero, Mysterio, uh, played by the pretty, the very pretty, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, anyways, uh, let me take that from the top. And Spider-Man must help new superheroes Mysterio, because we're going to get rid of the part where I did the brackets. New superhero Mysterio, well, not from the mix, I just mean the 
you want to start this whole thing from the top? No, it's all good. And Spider-Man <laughs> must help new Spider-Man hero Mysterio <laughs> defeat this new uh, world-ending threat. But all is not what it seems for Spider-Man, just like The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And just like Vertigo. But we'll get to that at the end. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> the first two-thirds of this movie are a huge misdirect that 90% of people can see coming, followed by a pretty all right third act. This all adds up to a movie I feel is impossible to get invested in and comes out in the wash ultimately boring. I just saw the climax of the new Spider-Man posted on Twitter, and I'm pretty PO'd right now about that one. Have some self-control, whoever this is. But no, it's fine. I understand. I actually can't, I actually can't blame people for that. I don't have much self-control when it comes to sweets and candies and things of that nature five out of ten well um if i can interject interject and back up what this person said um similar thing happened to me and it wasn't that i didn't have self-control i opened my phone and there it was yeah and i was so stunned that i looked at it for 45 seconds and it just got worse and worse and worse and i had to go <laughs> uh, and throw my phone i'm so, oh, chris i'm so upset yeah yeah. Well, don't spoil me i have tickets tomorrow at like seven o'clock or something oh yeah how'd you get how'd you snag those i hear this movie sold out everywhere Talk to my agent. No. You got the connects? Yeah. What can I say? It's my epic morning routine that really... <laughs> you wake up next to your beautiful wife and talk yes. to your agent, and he goes, I got you two tickets to Spider-Man. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, stop calling me. It's eight in the morning. God damn it. Anyway, Chris, how'd you feel about uh, Spider-Man Far, Far, Far From Home? I loved it. Yeah, you loved I it? I loved it. Yeah? I'm, glad yeah. To, I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I will say at first, um, I was definitely like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah? Yeah. Because I hate when movies do that, especially sequels. I It works from a storytelling standpoint, I guess, but like, I don't like when a movie's just like, for a long time. Like, because like the first half hour of this movie's just like, yeah, this is just Spider-Man and he's a teenager and he's going on this trip and like... I guess the plot's moving forward, but it just feels like I'm a half hour into the movie, and I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck are you doing with my time? Like, what, what is, yeah. where is this going to oh, go? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they bop around Europe for a while. Yeah. And then they tried to, in my opinion, I feel like them having that cold open with Nick Fury seeing a sand monster is like a way that they tried to like be like, nah, come on, we planted some seeds and whatnot. This is going somewhere. I guess. But no, I was like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck? It was literally like a 13-second Audi commercial is what it really was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They pull up with their Audi and go, yeah. And it man, looks badass. It made me want to buy, buy an Audi. They get out and go, man, Robin Chervatsky, it is hot out here. Yeah. I almost forgot how hot it is in Mexico sometimes because the air conditioning in our in our Audi is so good. And we got here at record time, too, because of the horsepower of this Audi. I wish I knew more car lingo than that would have been yeah. funnier. Torque. Man, the torque on that bad boy. Hope we don't run into a same monster. He'll be doomed. <laughs> But anyways, it does it does set the scene all right. Like, there's the whole thing where Spider-Man's like, oh, gee whiz. Well, I guess it's been a little while since the last movie, so he's like, oh, gee whiz. I kind of wish I could just be a teenager. Yeah, that's him this whole movie. He's like, I don't want to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is fine. I get it. He's like 16. Yeah, and I get that. And that's when a very... I was 16, I didn't want to be Spider-Man. I wanted yeah. to smoke dope and play video games. Yeah, it's a very classic Spider-Man thing for him to be like, fuck, yeah. it is a great power, great responsibility, but also it'd be cool if I didn't I have this great power and this great responsibility and I could just get freaking blasted with my yeah. friends sometimes. With my friend Ned and play Beast Slayers. Yeah. Yeah. In real life, come on. Those kids would be smoking weed and playing Beast Slayers. 
Anyways, um, yeah, so what happens? He wants to tell Mary Jane that he loves her. There's that neat little scene where Spider-Man's awkward on stage because he's got a little stage fright. He looks like shit in his Iron Man suit. Oh, I hate it so much, Chris. I think the happy date in his aunt thing is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the another seed they keep planting is just how much, you know, Iron Man's like a dad to him. And I like that. I like that. I like that that's what this new Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing with the Peter character. He's I'm happy a, with it. Yeah, now he's got two dead father figures. Yeah. That's cool. Who's the other one? Uncle Ben. Do they ever touch on that? No. Oh. They're going to, though. And the third one? No. Um, there's a TV show coming out called Spider-Man Freshman Year, and it's animated. And it's mm. going to be... Was Tom Holland going to voice the little guy? Yep. Oh. They're going to pitch shift him so he sounds like a freshman? They, they really should. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, what else is going on? Yeah, they're going to Europe. They just want to have a good time. Uh, vacation. All vacation. I ever wanted. Yeah. Vacation, holiday, getaway. And then a giant elemental shows up. Big water. Big hydro man. Hydro shows up. Yeah. Spider-Man has left his suit at home because he didn't want to have to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. And let's just give you the rundown real quick. I'm not going to go scene by scene, but Mysterio has shown up and he's like, yeah, I'm a superhero from another dimension. I am a general in the army and my whole planet died and I'm the last hero to survive from it. And these are elementals and I got to fight them. You guys got to fight them or else they're going to destroy your planet too. The multiverse is a real thing. How do you feel with Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie? I liked it. I liked it. I don't like... I like him, and I think that this Spider-Man series is doing a pretty good job with his villains. Yeah. I like Vulture a lot, and I like his thing. You know what I like about this guy? I like that, uh, or this movie, I guess, the villain in this movie is basically drones and fake news. It's like real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Jake Gyllenhaal a lot in this movie. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest, biggest problem with this movie is they spend far too much time telling you that Mysterio's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, most people who know anything about Spider-Man know Mysterio's a bad guy. Yeah. But I will give it to them, and I guess Jake Gyllenhaal. Every time he's on screen, every time he's talking to Spider-Man, I'm like, this is so good. I want, yeah. I want him to be a good guy so bad. Yeah, I will say in the beginning, I know what they're doing, and I respect it, and it almost worked, but I just feel like they could have done a better job. Like, Because what they wanted to genuinely do is it's something that I've heard people criticize the film for is that it's kind of two movies, right? Yep. And that's exactly what I feel like they kind of should have leaned into because like, if done really well... You would be invested into Peter like having his little arc with Mary Jane and like having a good time in Europe, and it keeps getting interrupted by this other movie, almost like uh like Psycho. Like I'm envisioning how it's like a noir film that like intersects with a slasher film, yeah, and then becomes a slasher film. But it, I don't get that sense from this. I'm just kind of a little bored by the beginning, but oh, I like everything about it. Like I like Mary Jane and I like his little crush. And I like him trying not to be Spider-Man, but it just is a little flat for some reason. Yeah, it's it's flat for me because I think they're tr- kind of trying to do what you say, mm-hmm. where it's this fun kids vacation movie. But that part doesn't feel... Yes. And then it keeps getting interrupted. Like it's hooking me. Yeah, it keeps getting interrupted by this other movie where these big giant monsters are coming. Yeah. But, again, I know from word go that these big giant monsters are fake. Yes, I so will say... So I don't give a shit about any of it. Yeah, that's another problem that the second half kind of has, which is that from the rip, I don't know that much about Mysterio. You reminded me that he's a special effects master in the comics. Yeah. 
I thought he was actually a little adept at like magic from the rip. Some information I had is that like I know Mysterio as a character usually does exactly what he does in this movie, which is that he creates some kind of problem, tricks people into thinking he solved it to like garnish like attention. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, but I thought because there were elementals and I had this misconception in my head that he actually did magic that like I was like, oh, well, he's conjuring up these elementals to fight him real quick. And then the reveal is going to be eventually like Nick Fury or Spider-Man is going to be like, he made them elementals because I just have like a nerd background and I know that like mages can conjure elementals. So yep. I was assuming that kind of a thing. But here's what I will give this movie. Actually really does feel like spider-man fucked up big and like i actually felt the gravity even though i knew the twist was coming like when he gives the glasses over like and he's just freaking out in the hotel room and yeah. like telling mj and stuff like that i love that part like for me the best part of this movie is genuinely like and, and it's supported by them doing some stuff right up to this point like setting up support beams so that this stuff all does work but basically once jake gyllenhaal is given the glasses to the end i like a lot yeah, I I love that part of the film. I I I, I agree. Um, I do. I like the end of this movie. Yeah, but just as a whole. Yeah, I feel like this is a bad Spider-Man movie yeah. tacked onto a fine Spider-Man movie. That's interesting. Um, but it's I, not without criticism. I don't know if it's like the best one. I just don't think. I think it's almost on par with like the first one of the series. Is always okay. Say. I think it's pretty yeah. close to being on par. I respect that. Yeah. Um, I from the first half of the movie that i think is boring or i might like it more really i don't know well yeah because i love all the illusion stuff too that's so much fun like i feel like like oh, when oh, I, that's great oh it's yeah. so fucking good like when mysterio's fucking with peter's head and he's like tripping and falling and it's almost like the scene from vertigo yeah it's almost like james stewart's nightmare mm-hmm. um i just i just kept being like fuck dude this is what they should have been doing with fucking scarecrow and then fucking Batman Begin movies. Yeah, I love all that. I love him having like a, a mocap suit on. Like mm-hmm. literally just like he's just dressed like a special effects yeah. guy and stuff like that. Um, I love the idea of the drones and then being able to shoot and push air and stuff like that. So it actually mm-hmm. like like just making... But I'd say the biggest accomplishment of this movie is making Mysterio not dumb. Yeah, like it's badass. Him, I yeah, like it. He even looks great. Yeah. He's a guy with a big fishbowl on his head, and he looks and awesome. It, yeah. He looks great. Such um, a genius. I mean, imagine you're sitting there, like, drawing your little comic, and you're like, oh, man, crystal ball for head. Whoa. That's pretty badass. You're just Stanley. She's getting high as hell. Just like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Was he a big, did he blow big blunts? I don't know for sure, but he's he has to be. <laughs> Oh, there's no way Stanley was. What about that Steve Ditko guy that I keep seeing? No, credited? Steve Ditko did not blow big ones. Did not blow big ones. Steve Ditko did not like Spider-Man. Like as soon as he created him, Steve Ditko was very much so. There's no gray areas. Good guys are good guys. Bad guys are bad guys. Very much like a. I'd like to introduce him to the real world. Yeah, very much so like Ann Rand kind of guy. Loved Atlas Shrugged and all that. Oh, that's gnarly! I didn't yeah. know that. Well, anyways, um, but I don't, I don't know how else you do it, but it is a little corny. The scene where he's like, oh, and Judith, Judith, baby, here's a six paragraph essay on like everything that we didn't show you so that you know yeah. as an audience member. And it's like, okay, I understand that's how you have to do it, but it's a little corny. When he goes, when he <laughs> goes into that speech and he goes, and you, you got fucked over here. And it shows that clip from Iron Man 1. Yeah. And then it cl- shows that clip from Civil War. And they do two of those. I go, oh, okay, you didn't need to do that. Yeah. If everybody doesn't get one of these. 
didn't need to do it at all. Yeah. You get to just tell me these people. Also, something I'm fucking sick of huh. in these Marvel movies, which I hope this is the last time we see it, the bad guy has a vendetta against Iron Man. Yeah. So sick of it. Happens all the time. Happened in this last Spider-Man movie. It started in Iron Man 2, where Mickey Rocker is like, my board. I want my board. I want my board. And also Iron Man did because he, father, did, killed my dad or something. Yeah. I don't remember Iron Man 2. I do like, I'm going to go back to how much I like Mysterio. Um, all the like weird, like, all the stuff you were saying about like the sorcery and conjuring monsters and stuff like that, that all feels intentional on his part. Um, like even with like him shooting beams out of his hands or whatever. Mm, great um, magic. I you, wish Doctor Strange did more magic like that. Yeah. You pointed it out. When he gives him the glasses and he puts them on, he looks like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. That's got to be intentional on mm-hmm. his part. That's super cool. Um, and I love what just a good guy he is at the beginning. Like when Spider-Man comes in, he goes, oh, Mysterio. And he goes, what? He goes, oh, that's just what my friends call you. And then when they're at that second meeting and he goes, okay. And then I go Mr. here. Beck. And he goes, no. And he gives him Mysterio. Yeah. Gives him the eyes. That's great. I love yeah. that. I'm like, I love this guy. I want yeah. him to be Spider Man's friend for the The only thing I don't life. like, a little corny, I hate when, like, uh, any time they're like, nah, listen to me, kid. They're like, yeah, stick with me, kid. I could have done without him calling him kid a couple times. That's such a nitpick, though. Yeah. But I just, it's always corny. I feel like when, like, a, an old man sits down next to a child and goes, kid, there's just a couple of things you don't, I don't know. I just feel like in my childhood, no one ever called me kid. No. Yeah, I get yeah. that. But yeah, no, I love when they're sitting at that bar talking and he's like, yeah. I just want to go on a trip and kiss this girl. And For a little while, oh. you're like, oh my God, he's about to have a third daddy. Yeah. And all of when he leaves and he's like, good luck with that girl. I give you a 50-50 shot. You're pretty awkward. Yeah, good. Like, yeah, I love these guys. I yeah. love them together. And then I do really like Jake John Hall's flip. I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. As soon as he leaves and he goes, oh, somebody get this stupid costume off me. It's yeah. great. I also like uh, fucking just Peter being Peter. Uh, just like overthinking himself into a problem. I feel like he does that in the first one and he does that here too. Where he's like, what? No. Oh my God. I trust you. And he's like connecting dots that are just not there. Yeah. Like I feel like there's so many times where he does that in the first movie where Iron Man's just like, I'm sorry. What? No, 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 none of that. That's not how any of that goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he does it again. Makes a huge, huge, huge problem. Anyways, uh, yeah, there's some good stuff with, like, I like Mary Jane a lot. She's great. I like that she figures out that he's Spider-Man and stuff like that. That's all fun. There's that thing where, like, the boy that he likes also likes her gets that picture of Spider-Man with his pants down. And then, honestly, I didn't like the bus scene where he accidentally calls in a drone strike. Dog shit. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. That sucks. I hate when he, like, jumps out of the... with just enough time to come down because everybody was looking for baby goats. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't know. How about peripheral vision? Like, they would all be able to see that he jumped in their peripheral vision, and they'd be like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. The, the, this is, again, nitpicky. There's little things like that that are really hokey and corny, in my opinion. But as a whole, I think this is a really strong movie, and I like the whole illusion thing, and I like, you know, this, you know, those great, like, bait and switches with, like, you know, the whole Nick Fury stuff, and there's even the point where, like, he thinks Nick Fury's back to save him, but really it's, it's again, it's him, Fishbowl yeah. Man. And at the end, he has to learn to, like, you know, I got to just dive into the illusion. That's how I'm going to conquer it. I'm going to beat it from within. He's got to use his spider senses. Yeah. Why do they avoid saying spider sense? Why do they keep saying Peter Tingle? I just think they think it's funny. It's funny. I mean, it was funny, like, the first time. Yeah. It was funny the first time. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, 
also it the reminds term. me a little bit of the Doc Ock moment from the trailer where like is it like do they think that it's dumb because they laugh at Dr. Octopus's yeah. name or whatever they're like Dr. Octavius yeah I think spider sense would be dumb but I, I think it would be totally fine if he was like I have like a like a six sense yeah. I think he says that to someone at one point and that's fine but calling it your spider sense is a little strange um, biggest down spider senses are tingling yeah, I don't know what you would call it. I guess that's fair to say, too. What else would you call it? What would you call it? It's just a sixth sense, yeah. What's a non-dumb thing to call it? But for other people to refer to it, like, oh, use your sixth sense. Like, I don't think you could be saying that all the time. Well, I think it's one of those things nobody okay, has cool. to refer to it besides Spider-Man. That's it, true. Um, it's not something he turns on and off. Yeah. Um, biggest, biggest, biggest problem with this movie. thing that really, really gets me, and I just hate with every fiber of my being. They give him a new suit. It's black. Looks cool. Looks great. I've always liked the red and black better than red and blue. Oh, no. I mean, like, the full black one. Oh, that also looks good, yeah. Yeah. Looks very cool. He's puts it on, goes and waits somewhere. They're like, Spider-Man, how you doing? And he's like, I'm fine here. And they're like, how's the new costume? He goes, pulls at his crotch and goes, it's a little tighter on the web shooters, but it's fine. Oh, that's the fucking worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. I remember seeing it in a movie theater and people laughing and me going, that's not funny. That's disgusting. That's horrible. I hate oh, that. Oh, I hate it. Just that. Oh. To refer to your dick and balls as a web shooter that implies that your cum is a web and that you shoot in the cum. I hate it. I hate it. It makes me really uncomfortable. So gross. Skin crawl. Hate it. Just hate makes it. Makes my spider sense go tingling. But I will say also the black suit looks great and I always think like, I have the same line of thought every time I see him in a black suit. I'm like, oh, it's so badass. And also, spiders are like black most of the time, so put him in that. And then I go, oh, that's right. They don't want to make him too much like Batman. I get that, yeah. Yeah. I um, Fun fact, hmm. that like original black suit from the comics, the all black one with the white spider. Yeah. Some kid wrote into Marvel in like the 80s or 90s or whenever it was. I was like, hey, I have a cool idea. Spider-Man in this black suit. Uh-huh. And Marvel was like, that's cool. We gave you 200 bucks for it. He went, gee, Mr. Barry Gordy, you gave me $100 for all my songs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, that was it. That's how that That's came to be. Um, Tell you what I hate, kind of. What's that? <sighs> These living room vibes. It's not right yet. I think yeah. it can be right, but yeah. I don't think it's right yet. We'll have to figure something out. Yeah. I do miss the table. Yeah. Um, I like the black and red suit. It looks like the spectacular Spider-Man suit. Is that what that one is referred to as? The black yes. and red? Um, in the comic books, Dr. Octo Octavius, Dr. Otto Octavius gets his brain switched with Peter Parker and he's stuck in Spider-Man's body. And he goes, oh man, Peter Parker was Spider-Man this whole time? That sucks. Well, now I'm Spider-Man and I'll be a better Spider-Man than he ever was. So for a while, the spectacular Spider-Man is Dr. Oc. Um, and he wears a costume that looks like that. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah, I hate that kind of. Yeah, people talk about it being like one of the greatest Spider-Man arcs of all time, and I'm like, I just don't believe you. I'm not gonna read it, it and I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna believe you. I can't get over it. It's I can't believe that the brain switch would be the greatest one. It's one of the greatest, not the greatest. Oh, there you go. Good, 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 good. good. Um, but that's what the suit looks like, and I think it's a cool looking suit. But goddamn, you just don't. In my opinion, you just don't fuck with Spider-Man. You don't fuck with the way Spider-Man looks. Yeah. I like the homecoming suit. I like the black bands around the arms and stuff like that. Cuts it up a little bit. Makes it look a little nicer. 
I like this red and black one. It's kind of just a color swap a little bit. I think that's fine. But that fucking metal suit that he has in this movie. Yeah. When you see it at the end of the last movie. And he goes, nah, I don't want any of this. I thought, whew, thank God I'll never have to see this costume again. And he wears it in all the Avengers movies. He wears it in this movie. And he wears it in the fucking next movie. You know, I'd like I'd like, like an Arctic Spider-Man suit. Maybe there's a movie that they have to go to the Arctic and it's like white and blue. And then maybe like one where it's like they're in like a really hot place. So it's like red and yellow. Something like that. Or maybe like there's a jungle one where he's in like green or something. You know, or maybe they're out to sea and he's wearing like, it almost looks like he's wearing like an old timey like Admiral kind of suit, but he's got the mask on still. Or maybe one where like uh, he's like, uh, it's a suit of armor, uh, like a knight because he's back in... It's fourteen. It's yeah. Spider-Man fourteen fifty-eight. Is what you'd call it. Maybe you'd call it uh, candlelight. Would it uh, would it surprise you to know that all of these things you just named exist? Because <laughs> they do. They yeah. Absolutely do. I'll show you Spider Knight in a second. Oh wow! No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Spider Knight exists. Yeah. That was the one that I thought was really the curveball. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, that was the most tame one. My favorite one is Spider-Man sixteen oh two. It takes place in like a revolutionary era. Um, what side was he fighting for? I don't remember. I didn't read all of it. It's written by Neil Gaiman, but it was a little slow for me. But Spider-Man wears like a, a red and blue, like just old-timey little boy outfit with like a big neck ruffle and the Spider-Man mask. It's a lot of fun. Huh. The actual Iron Spider suit from my comic books is just all red. His eyes are gold. And he's got a big gold spider on his chest. And I think that looks excellent compared if to this. it were fire resistant. It is. Oh, there we go. Then it's perfect. Yeah, just use that. But no, we get this awful segmented metal red maroon thing with a big blue and gold spider on it. Oh, I just hate it. I think yeah. it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. He's got these big things on his wrists that make it look like the webs come out of the front, but they don't. Mm. And then you can't animate that with a guy who's moving his arms freely, so they kind of bend sometimes. It's my biggest problem with this movie. Yeah, I, I think there's a weird... Like, they're, in my opinion, they're having a weird time with tying Peter to Iron Man through the suit. Because I think there is opportunity for things like the web shooters and different things that the suit can do, technologically speaking, that work for yeah. them finding common ground and both being able to do techie nerd shit. Um, but then they also try to do it too much and like put him in like basically a pseudo Iron Man suit as if he needs that. Yeah, I hate that. As if he's not also a small S Superman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't need a suit. He's a Superman. Like, I like the, at the end of the last one. He loses all that shit, yeah. and he's running around in a sweatsuit. That's cool. Yeah. And even, I think that all the technology he has in the suit from the last movie mm -hmm. is a little bit too much, in my opinion. It's way too much. But, like, the baseline... Eh. It's yeah. better than the other one. Oh, yeah. But, like, just baseline, like, the fact that the web shooters and then, like, Edith technology in the eyes is all well and good. Those things are fine, you know. But primarily, the suit should look spandexy, in my opinion, and not be metal, and it shouldn't be too Absol crazy. Absolutely. You know, and, like, there are some, you know, weird things you can do with the web, but, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they do a little too much with the suit sometimes. But, like I said, it also serves a purpose, like, because at the end, you get the thing where he's... uh basically being Tony in the in the in the plane. I think that works. That's nice and sentimental. I you know what? I've seen the Iron Man movies more than I've seen any other Marvel movies. I've seen those movies just feels like so many times. Probably I've only seen each one twice. But 
you know, I like those movies enough, you know? And yeah. I like seeing little Peter Parker being a little baby, Tony Stark, basically. And then they got that decent joke where Happy puts on ACDC. He puts on Black and Black, and Black, and Peter goes, oh, I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And he he actually, I think, delivers it in not that hokey of a way. It seems genuine. Yeah. I like it. It's funny to me. And then he fights the illusions and stuff, and he saves, you know, Mary Jane and stuff, and, you know? And Ned also deserves a shout out. You know, he falls in love on the plane. That's all very funny. You know, they have a nice little meet cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's all fun. Uh, what else can I say about the Spider-Man movie? Uh, bada bing, bada bam. I like this. I, I like the idea that Nick Fury has no more pull. Oh, we missed the uh, post credit scene. The post credit scene is Robin Scherbonsky oh, and Nick Fury. Let's just watch it. Just what, right now? Yeah, pull it up. Oh, no, I, I rented the movie. I don't have it anymore. Well, I could try to find it on YouTube. Okay. That looks like Star Wars. Explain that to me. What is going on in this video? Um, in Captain Marvel, they encounter a race of aliens called the Skrull, who are shapeshifters. And so, Nick Fury and Robin Shabbatsky... Oh, like Martian Manhunter. Like Martian Manhunter. So Robin Shabatsky and Nick Fury in this movie are Martian Manhunters. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense, because I've had the feeling the whole movie, I'm like, these guys are just off. It just feels weird. I just thought maybe it was, like, just Marvel getting so far from, like, those characters being a focus that they were just kind of losing touch with how they were supposed to be. Yeah, it definitely, I felt like watching, I was like, man, Sam Jackson is getting a paycheck for this one. That's how I felt, for sure, yeah. But, yeah, I think it's supposed to be that, like, it's not really him, so he's a little off. Okay. But I don't like that. Okay. (laughs) Would have rather this ended with him, just the post-credit scene would have been like, well, I'm normal Nick Fury, I'm going to push this button and go up in a rocket ship and set up sword, is what he's doing up there, instead of shield. Hmm. It's like the space version of shield. Anyway sword okay well anyways uh so that's the movie am i forgetting anything we made it through two whole spider-man movies without them doing any weird thing with an asian character finally finally well they didn't do it in the third sam raimi one did a lot of other stuff (laughs) yeah um what would you give this movie chris i'd probably what the fuck i give it a fucking this is uh I don't think I have a yeah. Uh, mm, let's do B minus. Seems fair. B minus. I'm gonna say B minus. Let me give this movie a C minus. A C minus. Wow. Yeah. Whole letter grade below me. I don't love this movie. Wow. Well. All right. Oh, and so this part. Uh, real quick. Mm, uh, we can now try to. Nope, not that podcast 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 so we started to do this thing where we try to figure out how these two movies are alike in some way let's talk a little bit about magnolia and the blair witch let's just retroactively (coughs) what do you think you don't want to start with vertigo and spider-man and then go back no okay you think well let's do it real quick i think that what connects these two movies is that uh everything is not as it seems trust no bitch Trust no one. I think calling Mysterio a bitch is really funny. Yeah. That's something I didn't like in the Spider-Man movie. When Sam Jackson goes, Bitch, please, you was in space. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, I didn't like that. They, they, in the Avengers, he has that cool, fun line where like, the council's made a decision. He's like, I recognize the council's made a decision, but given that it's a stupid-ass decision, I've elected to ignore it. Yeah, like, that's, that's funny. funny. That's very Sam Jackson. Yeah. And they try to sneak one of those in there all the time. Yeah. Like, you don't got it. 
You don't gotta do it. All right, so Magnolia and the Blair Witch Project. What do you think connects Ooh. those two films? Yeah, you get what you deserve. You get what you deserve. Yeah, if you're a explain. Uh, if you're a misogynist that teaches people how to fuck good and get women because they're property, then you're 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 dad is gonna die right in front of you and if you go out in the woods looking for a witch you're gonna find a witch yeah i would say that perhaps both of these movies are linked a bit by forgiveness because in a sense when you're lost in the woods you kind of got to forgive some transgressions for the sake of survival to get by i feel like they're pretty hostile right up until the end same with thing with uh, Magnolia. You gotta, you know, kind of forgive. Maybe like, what can we forgive? It's kind of something they talk about a little bit. What else? What else? I, uh, rain frogs. Uh, sometimes you can't see the forest through the trees. Oh, that's perfect. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. Uh, and then what was the next? Okay, real quick. Uh. Carrie and Fargo. Oh, we're going to have to start doing three movies pretty soon. That sucks. Um, Carrie and Fargo. Carrie is about a bunch of people making some pretty big assumptions about who Carrie is and judging her without even really getting to know her. You know? And, and Fargo is about John C. McGinley. Not John C. McGinley. Who the fuck is that? John C. McGinley? Isn't he... Sounds like a fucking... He's Magnolia. He's the cop from Magnolia. John C. Riley. Who's John? Oh, John McGinley. Sounds like a fucking Civil War general. I think it's Dr. Cox. I think that's who John McGinley is. John C. McGinley. Um, Still still don't know the name of the guy I'm trying to talk about, though. Um, William H. Macy? William H. Macy. Is in both of the movies. Is in both of these movies. No, I. what did you just say about Carrie? So Carrie's about a bunch of people just not actually giving Carrie the time of day. Making assumptions. Under, making assumptions, under, underestimating her as well and her abilities. And William H. Macy makes a bunch of assumptions about Ryan Gosling and Bruce Willis's son and Steve Buscemi and overestimates their abilities. Yes, and underestimates... A pregnant police officer. Just like I did right there. I totally forgot about her. Yeah. And in the end, everything ends up way worse than you could imagine, kind of. Yes. Most everybody dies. Don't underestimate strong women. about a house? Don't underestimate strong women. Yes. Or you will die violently. Yes. Then the next movie we talked about was... Spider-Man, the last action hero, and Bronson. Boy. I feel like we had... Mo- oh, these are just the ones that are released. Okay. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man, last action hero, and Bronson. These are all films that are about... Punching. Men punching their problems. Sometimes it takes more than a good punch to save the day, which isn't true for Spider-Man. <laughs> Um, and then we talked about Spider-Man 2. You don't want to give the one lighthouse. A go? I don't want to what? You don't want to give Spider. You don't want to try to figure out Bronson and Spider-Man in the. I thought we did. I did. I thought we bowed it up. I said it's about a bunch of men punching their problems. Fine. Spider-Man 2, Buggy Nights, and Lighthouse. These are all movies 
about dick and balls and their ability to come. <laughs> they are. <laughs> They really are. Um, and this movie, Vertigo, and this movie, Far From Home, these are both movies. We said it earlier. Illusions. Trust Things no aren't one. what they seem. Oh, did we already do it? Yeah. Trust no one. Yeah, we did do it first, didn't we? I used the B word, and it was a mistake. It's a word that I used to find so funny, but it just feels so... Like one of the worst swears. Bitch? I feel like... It might be my favorite. I thought so for a while, but I think, yeah, honestly, what's really funny to me is people going like, what the F? I think that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty good. Anyways, uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's that mattress, man. <laughs> Spider-Man Boogie Nights and the White House are about not being able to come. If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time... <laughs>